from posting. Me? Yes. What? what? Why? What, the, what? Why? You mildly teased a fascist. Mildly is a bit mild, maybe, but I, 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 I viciously, did, maliciously teased a what, fascist. What did I even? What did I even do? Did you not, on the seventeenth of this month, state that they only had one joke and could get in the bin? Incitement to violence, therefore, you are banned. <laughs> yeah, probably did actually. That's. I mean, it's not original, but it made me chuckle. Banned. Eh. Also, we have reviewed your comment saying where 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 that person that you teased viciously and maliciously and with malice of forethought. We have reviewed your claim that they used targeted harassment when they said should kill. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure you you found in my favour on that. Definitely, definitely pauses with fake anticipation. Was not found to be in breach of our terms oh, of service. Oh, I'm so surprised. You are not allowed to post anything for 30 consecutive days. Bam. Oh, no. I'm so scared. There, there, little fascist. It's okay. We'll look after you here on Facebook. Sorry, we're meta now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. All meta. I'll kiss it. I'll kiss it meta. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnadale. And I'm not Jane Aerith Magnadale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. Do queer trans women do a bit of a catch up about how our weeks have been going? We do silly voices and skits and yeah, just have a bit of a nice of silly catch up. What's I haven't that? seen you for some of the week, so. Yeah, I've spent some time away consuming media and I'm about to go away and spend some time consuming media, but this is the the very brief window this week where I'm back. Window. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in the listened and pl- uh, listened and watched segments, yes, I guess, yes. depending on where that that'll end up. But uh, should we talk about things we've played and then explain why I'm so sleepy and what adventures I've been on? Yes. What have you played? Um. What have I played? Um. Well, we can we can very quickly go. We finished uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the original one, the VHD port of that. Yep. Um, that game sure has a very plot-heavy ending. And here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I remember that I enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yes. I don't remember Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's... Like, I would need to probably watch some kind of recap to understand what happened. But here's the thing. Playing Xenoblade Chronicles made me not want to play Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, in, in which senses? In the, oh my god, this is dull. Um, I think that... Here's the thing. I think that playing them in the backwards order has coloured your view somewhat in that Xenoblade 2 is a much more enjoyably paced and better put together game. And Xenoblade Chronicles 1, when you don't remember Xenoblade 2 very well, is like... Oh no, is this what is this what I enjoyed before? Fuck. <laughs> like, I enjoyed going back to it largely as a I played this originally like fifteen years ago now, God. And it was nice to have a revisit, but God, that is a game that has some problems that really relied on being carried by the fact that it was a very ambitious game for the Wii. Mm. Lots of large empty open spaces. Lots of 
run in a very straight line following the dotted line until things happen. You can go other ways and find extra bits and stuff. And, and do the 400 side quests. Yeah, and, and part I'm not of... even being hyperbolic, there's like yeah. 400 And part quests. of it that doesn't help is that the earlier sections in Zelda Blade are a little less like that, but we took we did those and then took a big break from playing the game and then played the ending section, which really is just straight line cutscene, straight line cutscene, occasional fight. Yeah, and overall I would say it's somewhere in the region of eight hours of straight line cutscene, straight line cutscene, interspersed with a few boss fights that, you know, at most are... Five, 10-15 minutes at yeah. most. Um, I want to play Zelda Blade Chronicles 3, but like, yeah, the, this this series had some, in hindsight, kind of rough origins. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it looks pretty. Yeah. The definitive edition looks pretty. I am impressed that got a definitive edition. I mean, a lot of people have a very soft spot for it again, because, like, if Nintendo stuff was your main console of choice, it was the first time that you had, like, a big cinematic RPG like that on the Wii, and it was like, this is, this is our, there was a lot of cries of, like, this is our Kingdom Hearts, this is our Final Fantasy, and, Mm. like, a lot of people have a very soft spot for it that are like, yeah, I I get that. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> have you played anything else? Uh, me? Uh, I'm finally, finally nearly done with that shiny new quest in Pokemon Go. Yeah. I finished the 30 days in which I had to consecutively play the game, and I no longer have to obsessively remember whether or not my ADHD brain has remembered to do the daily active tasks so I don't have to drop back to the start of the 30 days because I forgot to play for a day. Um, I can never be a player of games that require you to play consecutive days without failure. I had an alarm set every day, but because, you know, ADHD, a couple of times the alarm would go off and I'll go, I'll just finish what I'm doing and I'll do it. I'll I'll do what the alarm was about in a minute. And then it's eight hours later and I go, fuck, I didn't respond to that alarm that I was supposed to. But I did. I did the 30 consecutive days. I'm on the final bloody stretch of this quest, doing a bunch of things that I could have been doing while doing other quests, but they made them their own bit at the end because of course they did. I have to catch another thousand Pokemon, spin another hundred Pokestops, and I think complete like a hundred more of the little mini challenges that come from Pokestops. And then I can put Pokemon Go down again and stop playing it. Yay! Nearly have that bloody shiny Mew, and then I can write that fucking article I've wanted to write for like three and a half years at this point, and... Fuck this quest. What about you? What have you been playing? Um, I went back into Planet Crafter. Yeah! But, so I started streaming it on Thursday. I was mm. like, gonna do a solo stream. Um, and you know what? I'm just gonna play something a bit meditative for that. Yeah. So I popped on Planet Crafter and I really enjoyed go- starting from the beginning again. Uh, we are due a new update for it soon. The Caves update, which I believe is coming nearer the end of the month. That's mm-hmm. just gone into the development branch for anyone who is involved in that. Um, yeah, had fun on stream. Got as far as b- Blue Sky in like three hours, ten minutes, which apparently is pretty quick. Yeah. I, I guess once you sort of know the steps you're aiming for, you can sort of um, you can sort of optimize your starting process a, a bit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so the first time I played, I understood that 
like the ice was going to melt and the water was going to rise. So don't plonk your base where you start. Yeah. But I went way far out and up and up and up, having no idea just how far above water level I needed to be. Yeah. I found this really nice desert bit. Yeah. Near the warp gate, which, if you know the map, is like as far south as you can get, pretty much. Yeah. There's a little bit further south, but not much. Nothing plot relevant, really. Mm. Um, okay, there's one thing that's sort of plot relevant, but everything else is miles away. Um, so this time I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to uh, a place just on the shoreline. It's going to be um, like really easy to get to, and it is. It's so easy to get to. Like, it's... Um, pre once you've got like the level three uh, running boots and the jetpack, you can probably get into like to an end of the map in about a minute. Yeah, which is nice. Um, <laughs> so I did the stream. I was like, yeah. "Blue sky," and we'll be back next week. And you know, I will do some more of that, I think. And I will probably keep playing that now until something new comes along. Yeah. Um, but that, that was nice to do, and I think chat enjoyed We Did Blue Sky. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, you know, well, there's a few little bits I haven't done. Yeah. Like, so there, there were two things I didn't unlock, uh, three things, sorry, I didn't unlock in my own playthrough. They're way down the far end. They're like, they require quite a lot of stuff to get to. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have a little bit of a tinker. Yeah. A little bit of a tinker and like get some stuff together and invest in the thing that I need to invest into to get to the next bit. And then like invest in the thing that gets me the mm. bit after that. And it was basically tree spreaders. So I um, turned a bunch of seeds into... Um, tree seeds hmm. i then went out and spread trees which gave me enough oxygen to unlock um uh the tier two tree spreader hmm. i was like okay i'll pop some of those down so i've got a bunch of like slightly better uh tree spreaders around think they're fairly spread out because the tier one ones have to go on water so you end up with these nice little like um forested bits slightly near the water yeah the tier twos are a bit more sort of spread out um, and can go straight on land. And then the tier 3s finally unlocked. And I was like, cool, I'll just, you know, swap the tier 2s out directly for the tier 3s. Yeah. In the in the space that is there, that will probably be, be fine. Oh, no, I can't get out of my base because there is a, a tree that's grown right in front of it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I managed to work a way out. Luckily, I have a bunch of extra exits. But, like, <laughs> I literally turned the entire plane around my base into a jungle <laughs> um it's beautiful and diverse and and very lush and quite far removed from the uh from th from the barren red desert that i first touched down on yeah. and i have now unlocked every single thing i have created the items that you create at the very very end of the game to unlock some doors that's, that's really all they do. There's there's mm. no like extra surprise bits in there. It's just unlock doors. There are things behind the doors. Cool. Um, so I got the things, and now it's like now I have definitely finished. Now I'm just gonna wait for the next patch. Yeah. Um, there is rumor that we might be getting a vehicle, so that Ooh. might make like big trips it, to one end of the map or the other quite it, a lot easier. It it feels like a good sign that you've been really enjoying this game, in that you've. Did a playthrough, started a second playthrough on stream, and then went back to your first playthrough between streams. Anytime you have two concurrent playthroughs going <laughs> at different points in the game, you 
you're probably enjoying it. I also popped into the the streaming playthrough and filled up all my chests so it wouldn't just be um, farming stuff during the the run and I could get a bit of building done and stuff like that. So come along on Thursday and and see what happens. Hooray. Or watch the VOD, I guess. There's that as well. But also come along on Thursdays. Twitch.tv slash J-N-E-X-J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Yay! Yeah. What, what else have you played? I'm still trying to get that Shoni Reggie Alecki. Still don't have it. It refuses to appear. Uh, we're finally getting the Pokemon Home update for Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, Legends Arceus, which I was really hoping to get the Shoni Reggie Alecki before then. So, uh, shake my fists. Still going for it. Still playing more Vampire Survivors. That game continues to be real fun. Yeah. How are you? How how far are you off the uh, completion? Uh, I've only, I've just been playing it very casually. I've only just started to look at the actual list of challenges that are meant to be mm-hmm. completed and starting to aim for some of them deliberately. So, like, I've got a while to go yet, oh, but yeah. it's I'm deliberately not sprinting through my time with it. Oh. I'm just having it as a thing I can pop back to every now and then that I haven't squeezed all of the excitement out of. Mm. I'm like, don't overpress the dopamine button in case it stops dopamining. <laughs> the dopamine just, button. Yeah, just just every now and then dopamine button. Uh, I played it quite intensely. Yeah. Like, quite intensely. And and it, it's hard to say, like, overdoing it, because, like, sessions... I've got to a point now where pretty much every session lasts half an hour mm. in hyper mode. Yeah. Um... I have unlocked all of the bonus levels. I've even played some of them now. I enjoyed the plants one, mm. where it's just plants growing. Indeed. No enemies, just just danger plants. Stab all the plants. Stab all the plants. All the plants might stab you. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't know if there is a thing with that whereby you can get overrun and die, but... I, just I like messed a... around with that level, and it didn't seem so. It just seemed a thing, like, a place to try out stuff. It's just 15 minutes to fuck around. Yeah. Um, yeah, played with that. Um, I've now got, uh, I think, 92 out of 96 unlocks. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm pretty close to having everything. But, like, I've got most of the Arcanas unlocked now. Um, I think I need to do 30 minutes in the Bone Zone, 30 minutes in the Green Wall mm-hmm. Garden. Um, and, like two of the the people's uh, arcanas because ah, cool. it's like specific person get this person yeah. to level 100 to unlock an arcana yeah um but yeah they um and i haven't got any of the bonus secret characters yet mm. i have heard about the red death and yeah. um the the two bird characters some of the ones you have to do some gimmicky things yeah or... like press buttons yeah um i've heard there's a secret boss I've, i'm curious to go and try and find that one because uh, yeah i've heard rumblings this <laughs> is mm. it continues to be a real neat game that for yeah. the price it's charging you can't go too wrong with. oh absolutely and you know if if all the other stuff about extra content comes true then that will also be very cool yeah. to to see finally happen um, other than that, we played some board games together. We did play some boarded games. Uh, which which ones did we play? Where do we want to start? I'll oh, start with Michaelev Matro, which was the first one we played. We played a new board game. It's about trains, and it's actually about trains, and not about spreadsheet management and finances. Stocks and shares, and Stocks yeah. and businesses. Yeah, because most of the 18xx games are like, it's a train game, it's not a train game. It's It's a game that you've placed trains on a spreadsheet of business analysts. Yeah. 
it's it's more about the stocks and shares and like potentially trying to deliberately sabotage a business. Yeah. And stuff like that and I'm this like, no, is... I just want to make have trains and the trains take people places and other people also have trains. And it's not a competition, it's a little bit of a competition, but like you can also have a happy train and that's good. True, I have my own train too. And it's I say it's uh Maglev Matro by Busier Games, uh designed by Ted Alspach, who also designed uh Suburbia. Uh, which we have also yeah. played recently, um, and you have little little maglev train, and you lay down these transparent tiles yeah. that are in nice primary colours and have a real vibe of, like the London Tube map. Yeah, and you connect up to other stations and you build the stations and you collect people from those stations and deliver them to other places to unlock extra bits on your nice double layer board. Yeah. Uh, I really like that they've been very thoughtful about the design of the uh, the hex pieces with the, the, the track segments on them, in that you can overlap them in such a way that, like, ah, two people, ha two different people have straight line tracks on the same hex going the same direction, but they don't overlap each other. All four players can potentially put their pieces down and they will all have space to, yeah. to all have gone in the same direction. And I think that's very clever design. Um, it's a pretty rules-light one. Yeah. Um, the main things you're doing is putting down your track to connect you to places where there are um, uh, passengers, taking passengers to the corresponding colour places to drop them off and deliver them. And if you do that successfully, you can place those uh, people into a board that will unlock new things for you. So, like, I delivered uh, a, a, a silver robot and a gold robot. Uh, I'll pop them into these two spots. Now I have a higher capacity for how many people I can carry at once, or I can pick more people up at a time, or drop more people off at a time, or maybe even take an extra action in a turn, or place more pieces of tile down in a single action. And trying to maximize picking up and moving as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was it was good fun. Um difficult um to to like work out the puzzle of it. You seem to grok it pretty quickly. Um although neither of us had like super high scores um as far as I yeah. can tell based on the solo mode scoring scoring it's, system. It's the way of playing any game like this the first time is working out what to prioritize uh putting resources into. Yes. Um but also like there is a re very real risk of getting a bit stuck at the beginning. Yeah. Because uh so you you start with three stations on the board or if you're playing the Manhattan side you have the hub. Yeah. And then you have three basic level structures that anyone can build. Yeah. So that will be um, a gold building, a silver and a bronze yeah. building. And they, those can be used to drop off certain robots. Hmm. Now, at the beginning, there's no robots in the bag. Yeah. So if you want to add a any robots or get to any extra robots, you either have to go to a station that has some and pick them up. Hmm. Or builds uh, on an, an area that has a bunch of robots that you can get to. Yeah. And the problem is if you mess up and like, or somebody else gets all of the those initial robots, you have to wait until such a time, or ca very carefully move all your stuff around your board to unlock the ability to build different tiers of um, station. Yeah. And then put those on the board in the hope that you will then be the first person to get to that station and pick up those people. But at that point, you're already a couple of turns behind because 
somebody else has gone, obviously gone, well, I can do all this stuff and get all that stuff. Hmm. I've built all of the other stations. And you're just like, okay, um, I have to hope that I can get something from here. Yeah. I think I think early on, having a very solid idea of what you want to do and sprinting for your first couple of like uh, point investments as quick as you can is real important. Yeah. But like... Get, like as, as soon as you can get, like, two extra robots in everything, yes. you're pretty good. Which you did, like, by mid to late game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, everything else was largely sort of trying to complete your scorecards. Because you're dealt um, three in the starter game, but, like, four generally yeah. of these victory cards. Mm. And initially you will score one of them for free. Yeah. That, you can that's pick your score. which one you want to... like, And you don't have to pick up front. You can, like, at the end of the game go... Yeah, I did the things to complete this one that's worth more points than the other ones in my hand. This is the one I'm completing. And then you can um, add people into a, a separate set part of your board to unlock yeah. the ability to score on uh, extra ones and as many extra ones as you want, or if there's yeah. one you've just fucked up. So don't bother uh, adding that. But on those ones, you can only score 15 points. Yeah, and that was me at the end of the game, was getting those last ones all just bam, 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 as mm -hmm. much as I could to get the end of the game in. Yeah, yeah it is It is a puzzle that I, I think we both need to play again to pick up more of. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. This is pretty neat. Yeah, it's, it's nice to play a game that is actually trains, you drive your little... Like they're weighted as well, like they're yeah. they're metal bottom with a little transparent um top in in your colour, and then all the little passengers fit inside you. Yeah, all your little wooden people fit inside really nicely, and it's adorable. And it's a double sided, so it's a triple layer board, double sided trip recessed board. Ah, uh, all of the 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 cardboard things that like slot into holes on the board are so thick and chunky. They are so chunk. Oh, yeah, good, good, good size, good weight to things. It's it's another nice quality feeling game from Bezier Games. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and it was, was nice to to give that a go, to finally get a train game. Yeah. Because I keep looking at them and just going, there's not really a train game though, is it? Not in the way that, that, that I, Laura, would like a train game. Yeah, I think the only one the one I've seen that is a train game is Trains, with a Z. Trains. Um, but I don't even know if that's in print at the moment. So. Ah. <laughs> um, like, I've heard it recommended as another train game a few times, but yeah, we at least we have a nice pick up and deliver game. Yay! Yay! Train! And uh, we played one other board game. We did. We played some more tapestry. Yeah, this is this is that one about building your civilization with the tiny uh, little buildings. Yeah, but we played it with some other bits from the big box of many kinds of expansions. Yes. So we have both the plots and ploys expansion and the arts and architecture expansion. Yeah. And this is the first time we used the arts track. Yeah. Although we have used like some some of the bits i yeah. think from this already neither of us went hugely far up the arts track but it was a nice addition um yeah, i managed to get a couple of the um uh the what are they called the masterworks i think they yeah are. basically you can uh receive certain bonuses that will like at the start of each new era you'll get an extra something mm. um for investing in that track and like i had one that i think was each of my buildings of a certain color I got points for, plus I generated a new building uh, of one of those two types, 
at the start of every era, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I I want to try a game where I lean more heavily into that track because I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, particularly I, the bit where it gives you the new the the replacement scoring tracks. Oh yeah, the inspiration tiles. Yeah, where the work you've done on other tracks becomes more valuable because you've put better things on those point values. Yeah, I think that probably could have helped me in a few places, but um, yeah, and this again, this is one I really want to try in a different. Um, different player count because so far yeah. we've only played two player, and I I think this would be interesting with more people to kind of get in the way. Yeah, and also we've never seen the other side of the board. Yes, because we've we've got the like one to four player, uh, one to three player side of the boards that we've yeah. been playing, and it, I think it plays up to five. I I would like to play it in a bigger player count. That'd be lovely. It'd be fascinating. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a really great game. It's a lovely quality. The only problem I have is a problem that Etsy has solved, and that is the uh, the footprint for the three yes. D models doesn't quite doesn't fit the squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so you can tell that Jamie Stegmaier looked at these tiny little buildings and went, "I want to make a game around those tiny little buildings," rather than. I need some components that are very specifically designed to fit on this board. Yes, because you got some stuff from Etsy that was like bases for the. Oh, I don't. I don't have those. No. 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 You said you they said exist. Etsy had solved a problem, and oh, then... they they exist. Oh, okay. I assumed this. I was like, I don't remember these, no. but you've just said Etsy solved a problem, so maybe I was just blind and completely no, missed that it had happened. There's several people on Etsy that uh, do a like nice little clip-on bases yeah. for your uh, <laughs> f- for your tapestry pieces. To nicely go, yeah, what what number of squares is this circle meant to fill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and usually the answer to that is a two-by-two, two, but... Um, usually. Yeah, there's, they're, like, some of the, the weirder-shaped ones, like the rubber factory is an L-shape, but then you've got, like, the castle, which has got one sticky out bit. Yes. Um, there's there's a few odd ones that just like I just want to know where this fits on a board properly. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, it was nice to get tapestry out again. It is a great fun game, and uh, yeah, you won. Yeah. Got me by like fifteen twenty points, I think. It it was it was a pretty close one. I it was one of those where I looked like I'd shot ahead by miles, and then you came back around and like shot to catching up real quick. Oh, I mean, I think it helped that you finished before me. So you had yeah. done all your endgame scoring stuff. Yes. Uh, and then it was me just sitting there, just way behind, going, oh, God, I've got so far to go. Because <laughs> I had something like, I think I was in, like, the 80s. Yes. And you were, like, I have gone well past, like, into the 130s I think I was, like, something. closing in on 120. Something like that, possibly yeah. not, possibly more. Um, and I was like, I've got a long way to go. But you had a real good last couple of turns. I did you. all right. Yeah, I could have done with getting my last um, merchant building out. Yes, because that was like ten points that was agonizingly close so and close. just missed. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It felt like I at some point I had just messed something up and. Yeah, like somewhere you'd been given a choice of do you want to build that building or do something else and you chose the other thing maybe yeah. and didn't get the building. It didn't help that I kept accidentally bashing my um, uh, resources off of my board with my tits. Your tits kept... <laughs> Every time I leaned over. <laughs> I had to occasionally go, your resources aren't on the track. You, yeah. Your tits have done it again. <laughs> my Jen. tits have undermined me again. 
yeah, have you played anything else? No, what about you? Anything no, else? I think that's everything. Well then, time for this. Right, so um we really need to sort out the uh, town in general. We've we've had a uh, we've had a few problems with regards to our recycling plans. Oh yes, yeah, yes. but I, th I think we've largely sorted that out now. Uh, we have authorised a pay rise for the uh, uh, the for the refuse collectors. Oh yeah, and uh, we've we've arranged a few a few extra. Uh, Things with regards to that, I believe uh, your bins are now being collected on Thursday or whatever. Oh, I mean that's, that's all right. Been... That'll that'll work, I suppose. Absolutely, that's all been sorted out. Now let's see what else we've got here. Uh, we've, we've we've got the, the the public toilet shortage. Yes, we have been told there was uh, not enough public toilets in the town. So what uh, do we have any suggestions for for what we could do? Some sort of. I suppose we just need more public toilets. It's really the really so. solution for that. Well, I mean, I... we're going to start issuing corks for people. Well, oh. well, well. I see. I. Oh, I thought you'd already made some new ones. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. What a new one in the middle of the park? Uh, middle of the park? No, no. There's another. I mean, we have we've the most recent building work we've had in the park is that um, statue of Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, that's the one. Seemed like a bit of an overspend on uh, for a public toilet, but you know, uh, seems about right. <laughs> Those stories. Piss on that. <laughs> so it seems that everybody is leaving our service. <sighs> yes, I'm. I'm. I'm terribly confused, if I'm honest. I don't understand it. I mean, we've had that lovely day of Chappelle on. Exactly. We've we've been we've been a household name in this game since before there was all that competition from other companies, and I feel like we've made uh, nothing but good decisions. Nothing but good decisions. We 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 did all those really good comedy specials. We got Ricky Gervais back. Oh yes, we did. We cancelled all of those uh, silly silly, silly uh, animated uh, things. The, the drawing cartoons. Yeah. So we've got to come up with a plan. How are we going to? Uh, how are we going to claw back our um, streaming audience viewership? Well, I think people probably miss the old days of of, of television. They used to get adverts and learn about new products about you know the films and so forth. Things that they can go and do in there. Uh, you know, how will they know what soap to use? So I propose. Adverts. Oh, also increase the cost. Uh, people know that they're getting a premium service. Oh, I like that. I like that. Also, anyone who's on uh, a normal service will up them to our, our top top level one. Oh, without asking, I assume. Well, I mean, we we. Well, we wouldn't we'll, want a we'll, better service. We're rewarding them by doing that. What we'll do is we won't say what the reasons are, but we'll send out a little, one of those, um, we've renewed our terms of service. Mm. And no one will ever read it, and then they won't know. Oh, wonderful. And well, then it'll be too late. I, I, I've, I've, got, I've got an alternative suggestion. Oh, what is it, Jenkins? Um, well... We could do the opposite of everything we usually do because everything we usually do seems to be hurting. Um, we could we could have more more gay stuff. Um, more gay stuff. Yeah, Nobody our, our flag means death has been doing incredibly well over yeah, the. But we don't have service. that. 
Uh, I mean, we could have probably had that if we, you know, paid the gay stuff. Uh, re renew the good quality animation. Again, more of the gay. The, the drawings. More of the gay. Mm. gay queer drama. More gay. More queer and neurodiverse stand-up specials and we kick all the bigots off. Ah! Ah, never work. Ah, never work. <laughs> Giving people what they want. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, <gasps> what have you put in your peepers? Uh... Should I put the place where I went in the in the in the looked at or the listened? I think that's more of a listened. That's uh, it's a, it's definitely an event my 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 eyes were present for. But we'll put it. Also, in the... it's suspenseful. Leave it to okay, the end. Okay, we'll put it like, in the <gasps> listened then. Uh, so in that case, what have I actually put in my eyes this week? Not a lot. Um, uh, we watched some some stuff together. Mainly the Adventure Time finale. We watched the Adventure Time. We've seen all of Adventure Time up to the finale now, and yep. um, up to come along with me. So yeah, yeah. Adventure Time, like around season five, seems like it's going. Hey, let's try and like retcon and fix a lot of our fuck ups from earlier seasons and get the show onto a track. Season six starts going. Okay, we got the retconning out of the way. Let's lean a bit more heavily into, like, the big character developments. Season 7, 8, 9, 10, everything starts going, what if everything was just, like, fucking mini-character, like, like full-on self-contained multi-episode arcs and big grand shit going on? Yeah, there's lots of, like, world-ending moments. It suddenly gets very... Lots and lots of points here feel like they could be the finale, even though we're, like, a season away from the finale still. Yeah. And then the finale itself, I... Here was my experience. What's going on? I don't understand. We've started the finale and it feels like I've clicked, we've clicked on the wrong video. Okay, I see what we're doing. Oh, goodness. Dramatic. Tension. All sorts of things. And then I just cried for a while and then feelings happened. And then I sat in silence for like 40 minutes just... Occasionally looking at Jane and going, yep, we watched that. We, we lay on our couches and we held hands and we it, cried for about 40 minutes. It felt disrespect. It felt disrespectful to start another like ongoing big piece of media. But, like it felt like I was like, no, I, I feel like I'm supposed to to just stop and take that in for a bit. Every now and again, there is a piece of media. It, books it's some very often it's been like book series like big book series where i've obviously got very invested in characters and there's just that whether i'm crying or not necessarily isn't always the thing but it's just like i need like half an hour or so to just sit and be with the yeah. thing i have just experienced I... and process that I, I tried to i tried to verbalize this to you at the time and i'm gonna try and put it into words again here I think on paper, there are pieces of media and finales of shows that I have been like, that was, that feels like a more impressive piece of media or TV show episode or whatever on paper, where I've had more interesting, nuanced, complex, insightful things to say about that, like, I've had pieces of media that, like, on paper, I feel like were a bigger deal than this. But there was something about this 
that felt special and felt like it needed reverence, and I can't... I, like, several days later, I still can't place quite what it was that just had this really magical quality about it that I just wanted to sit with that felt like it was a comforting hug for the soul that was just sat with me, and I can't explain what they did... I can't explain on paper what they did that made that me feel that way, but they did a good job. I think it's partly the fact that, especially over the last four seasons, there is so much growth. Mm. Not just the show, but many of the characters. Like, we come to understand Ice King mm. as as even a sympathetic character. When, like, he started as a, I kidnap princesses. That is my entire plot. All I do is kidnap, kidnap princesses. And he becomes this, like, really sympathetic character who's kind of got his heart in the right place, even though he's still kind of a, a, a goober a yeah. lot of the time. And you've got Marceline, who's gone from just kind of a dick for no reason a lot of the time to um, just this cool badass yeah. who has quite the lesbian backst- or bisexual backstory. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Bubblegum, who goes from raising the dead to fascist dictator to uh, god emperor to uh, general. I mean, I will say, I get that in the finale, Bubblegum did have a degree of, for one particular crime that she had done, having a moment of, I see introspection and what I have done wrong and I ha- I see the other side. Fundamentally, she still finishes the show as, uh, I don't see that she's fundamentally changed from being a fascist dictator, uh, dressed in enough sugar that you don't think about that. <laughs> like, of the characters that I think have grown a lot of people changed, think about that. Of the, of the characters that have grown and changed, I feel like she's grown and changed the least. I mean, at one point <laughs> she was a, a hundred foot tall blob monster briefly that wanted to convert everyone to being candy the, even the ones that were already candy the the one uh the things that stick from the two things that really stick from me from that finale are and i'm gonna try and stay spoiler like but also it's a fairly old thing and i don't feel too bad being it was 2017 a, yeah being a little vague um uh finn's response to thinking that the end, like that, that he's failed and there's no way out of a bad situation, is still to think of other people. It's not, oh, it's so bad that this might be the end for me. It's, I always thought I would go out saving others. I always thought that I would go down in a way where someone was being saved, like, was saved by my going. And, like, that was, like, a really... That moment stuck with me a lot. Mm. And... And Finn grew up, too, Yeah, the series. Like, yeah. Finn went from, I want princess kisses. I mean, a lot of that stuck around. But, like, he got... But it was way got... less of his constant yeah. motivation. Like... Yeah, it definitely got better. Um, But, yeah, the, the other moment that really stuck with me from that finale was uh, Bimo with Tiny Jake singing. Mm-hmm. And before any other singing happens, just Bimo was like mm, cradling Tiny Jake. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. This time I will be the the daddy. 
I will I will be the dad this time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, Bimo, precious, precious, precious little Bimo, precious baby, <laughs> precious baby, precious baby. Bimo's a precious baby. They are, but they're 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 the dad now. They are the dad. Is this what they were like? I mean, we've had Bimo carrying an egg around and yeah. being very affectionate. Yeah, I would trust Bimo to be a parent. Bimo yeah. would make a very good parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally kidnaps a baby, who we saw again. Yeah. A nice little callback to that. Yeah. Um, it's just a very wholesome wrap up to that that show. Yeah, a show that can be quite problematic in its first couple of seasons. It really uh, cleans yeah. itself up. As as I've said before, it's it's got the Avatar: The Last Airbender problem, the uh, Steven Universe early problem, but but more. Hmm. There's more of it, it lasts for longer But there is something really special And I hate to be that person Once you get to about season (laughs) 5 Uh, without skipping over the preceding stuff. Because you do kind of need to have seen stuff By the time you get to season 5 it starts getting really good Yeah And it's, I hate being the person saying that Because that is, people saying that Were the reason I didn't Start watching for ages and that when I tried watching it in the past, I like was like, nah, nah didn't. Yeah. It, uh, but they were right. They were right, though. If you stick with it till about season five, it gets really good. You, you can see why it's a great <laughs> show to just put on while other people are baked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you're too fucked to move right now. Do you want to just <laughs> lie there while the animation thing moves? By the time you're sober... It would have got really deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think what surprised me a little, because this is only the second time I've seen series uh, 8, 9, and 10. Yeah. Um, and I mainlined them pretty much at the time. Like, I knew the end was coming. And, like, I mainlined the like everything up to the, the last little bit. Mm. And then, like, watched, watched Come Along With Me, like, pretty much as it happened. And, like, was really affected by it at the time, but had no one to talk to about it. Yeah. And then there was this time where it was... I wasn't expecting it to affect me again. Because usually, <laughs> like, a lot of the people are like, what's a movie that always makes you cry? Well, very few things make me cry more than once. Yeah. I, I Like, I, maybe that's a fault of mine. Like, I don't tend to have the same level of reaction to things a second time. I, I, I don't think that's a fault. I think that it's an understandable... Um, a big part of emotion is the not knowing... Can be what not knowing what's coming. Yeah. Or the the surprise of a thing hitting you. And I think yeah. that's that's a natural response. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely hit me again. And uh, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, I would... I would watch Adventure Time again. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Uh, but I would be ready to watch through that again sometime. Uh, side, side note, I, uh, I I ended up re-watching a couple of, like, a couple of the songs from Centaur World um, while traveling today. Um, I can't remember how I got to that being a thing. And there's a couple of them that are really sweet and really sad, and I almost cried on a train because I was like, oh, it's so sweet. Oh. Becky. Becky apples, Becky apples, Becky, how'd you like them apples? Mm-hmm. 
It's a good show that. Oh, I don't yeah. want to don't want to rush to rewatch it, but in a few years, mm, I'm gonna really enjoy that rewatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Um. Oh. Oh. So. I've been watching a lot of the Prime vs. Prime channel on YouTube, and yeah. they review Transformers. Yeah. Mostly official ones, sometimes unofficial, like, um, like, it's clearly, it's, it's, de- it's definitely a truck, and it's definitely painted purple, and it's definitely got the green eyes, yeah. and these, this particular set of weapons, but it's like Masterpiece Transformers scale, and it's called, like, Waistcoat Guardian or something. <laughs> yes. It's like, uh-huh. That's that's definitely Nemesis Prime though. Or or Shattered Glass um Optimus Prime. No, what are you what are you on about? They, they, they read the name. It's it's Waistcoat Guardian. It's it's definitely Shattered Glass Optimus Prime. Um But it's like a a thousand step thing to transform <laughs> this very detailed huge robot into a very detailed huge truck. <laughs> and it looks fucking incredible but like it was 15 minutes of like then you want to bend this out and you want to move that out and you want to move that out of the way then you want to rotate this and then start putting these things back in this way and that way and just like this is amazing um so I watched a bunch of Prime vs. Prime stuff and he did a review for um the Bumblebee movie Shockwave mm, yes um, now I remember seeing the trailer for the Bumblebee movie and going um, Soundwave, sorry. Um, yeah. Fuck me, there's like a a proper version of Soundwave because the the Ma- Michael Bay movies, the like the first couple have really shit versions of Soundwave. That's like, what are you? I'm a I'm a satellite, hmm. or or Mercedes, and it doesn't look like anything because all of the Bayformers look kind of fucked up and hmm. not particularly interesting. It's just like, yes, it is weird techno bullshit. So I was like, yes, finally, Soundwave, proper version, made it into the movies. And then I completely forgot about the existence of the Bumblebee movie. <laughs> because it's a live-action Transformers movie and I've been disappointed by all of them. Yeah. So I watched Bumblebee. Yeah. It's a disappointing movie. You don't say. It's a Michael Bay live-action Transformers movie. Like, it's more interesting than most of the other ones. Yeah. Um... Like, the story overall, I think, was kind of more interesting. John Cena, not sure he can play a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll tell you what. It, it did better than most of the Bayformers movies. Some of the shots stayed still. <gasps> they weren't constantly rotating. I am shocked and perplexed. During the fight scenes, I could tell which character was fighting which character. Whoa. Partly because there was only one Autobot. <laughs> um, and then it ended, and I was like, I need a palate cleanser, so I watched Transformers the movie. Yeah. The original one. Did, did that fix things for you a little? It has a better soundtrack. Yeah. It, it's better written. <laughs> and, and it's 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 got proper sound wave in it. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, it yeah that that was my uh what, Friday night last week. Yeah, yeah. Although I will be honest, I I know I dissociated for about two hours on Friday night. So yeah, 
I didn't pay much attention to Bumblebee, I'll be honest. That's fair. Dissociation, <laughs> been there. What's the reaction to the the, the Bumblebee movie? <laughs> I kind of dissociated for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that That's everything I watched. What about you? Uh, the main other thing I've been watching is I've been watching some uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! videos on the YouTube channel Team APS. Uh, this is the people who duel with the new decks. Uh, yeah, they talk they'll, about they'll... dark cyber dragons. Yes, of. yes, it's those those ones that are doing the cyber end dark dragon deck the other day. Uh, it was starting to lose all meaning. All I could hear was I do dark cyber this, I do dark cyber this. Yes. Cy- cyber dark. Sorry. Yeah, cyber dark. So yeah, the the problem with like modern Yu Gi Oh is it became very archetype centric, and a lot of the time archetype search cards rely on naming the cards with a certain word so that they can all be searched out by the archetype support cards, which leads to you saying the same word many, 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 many times. But the thing I was watching today that I was really enjoying is I watched a series of three videos on their channels about dueling with fake cards. Mm. Um, So they went and bought some like very obviously fake job lots of badly printed, all the holograms and like the shininess on them is wrong. Uh, poorly translated, and this is the oh. key. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, the kind where it's like the kind it's... you get on Wish. Because yes. I see like here yeah. is a thousand Yu-Gi-Oh cards for the, tenner. The kind where like you can, it feels like they went through Google Translate like four layers deep before oh, going to English. Yeah. Um, and the deal is, is that they've they've like randomly be handed out these these cards and gone. You're gonna duel with them. It is up to you how you interpret the vague as fuck wording on these cards. If you can if you can make a compelling argument for what that effect is saying, you can do it. Hmm. Um, but like a lot of the cards have like weird busted stats out of nowhere. Like you'll have four star monsters that you can summon with no tribute with like fifteen thousand attack, which is enough for one attack to win you the game. Wow. Um you'll have magic cards that have levels. For some reason, uh, like they're a monster, but with no attack or defense on them, you'll have like there's so many like weird things that are like you've used art from real cards, but you just decided to do something weird with them. Okay, and it it was a fun exercise in creative bullshittery with very broken things and being like, here is a sentence that makes no sense. I think it means this. Go. <laughs> Uh, so I enjoyed uh, watching a trio of videos on that topic. That sounds amazing. It was a lot of silly fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I think, everything I've watched this week. Mm. Uh, you watched anything else? I watched anything else. That is a very good question. I will double check. Double checking, 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 double checking. No. Well then, time for this. Our new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you sometimes go out on occasion? You're away from your own food cupboard. Yeah, yeah, I do that sometimes. Sometimes you go out and maybe you're out for a while. Yeah. And at yeah. some point, the hungies get you. You oh. have a rumbly in your tumbly. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been there. Yeah, and and then you want you want a food. Yeah. It might not be the best food, but you know you'll you'll take it. I cause... mean, I've had, I've had a few nights out where my quality standards have dipped, and my tolerance for uh, not the food I'd have chosen at a price I wouldn't have paid increases. Mm, 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 you know, because mm. I'm a bit drunk and a bit tired, and there's food I can smell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the pizza, shut. Yeah. Chippy, shut. Kebab shop, ooh, shut. 
the shit kebab shop. Ooh, shut. Try. Ah, go on then, Neil. Ah, go on then. Just head on over to argoonthen.lol.net and get a meal cart for uh, for when you're drunk or otherwise not sober after a gig and you could really go for some hot food no matter the low quality food genre or high price. Oh. They'll be there for you. Ah, oh. With food TM. Food TM. It smells good. Don't know if it'll taste it. Yep, they definitely don't pump that out specially. Oh, no, it's no, It's not no. entirely unrelated to yeah. the grease in a bun you will receive. One eight quid sausage roll in a bread in a, in a bread bat. Yeah, that's hot food. It's mostly pastry, and the pastry is very chewy. They, they didn't butter the bread that they put the pastry sausage roll into. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, and they but do charge carbs. extra for ketchup. It's warm carbs. Mm. <laughs> You're going to be chewing it for a while, because yeah. you have no saliva left. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Argo on then meal carts dollar.net and enter the code QNPS212. And get yours today, tomorrow, Friday night. One carby grease chunk, please. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. So, uh, the press has been hearing about that uh, diversity uh, algorithm thing we've been working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine they were really impressed with how smart we are. Well, see, that's what I thought. You know, we, we excitedly announced, hey, we've made an algorithm so a robot can, with definitely no bias, uh, decide what does and does not qualify as uh, diversity. Yeah. So we can, you know, stop having to have diverse people in to, to tell us. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's, we'll, it's for uh, to stop the unconscious bias. Obviously, we feed it in, and the more spiky it is, the further away from, well, me. Because I am, obviously, the normal default. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, here's... um. Here's the problem. I yeah. I try to answer. Uh, we had we had a journalist send some very basic questions in. Right, and I right. I tried to answer them, yeah. and uh, I, I I wanted to check that I wasn't gonna fuck something up. So I was like, before we fire them, let's ask our one diverse uh, person down in the intern team. The diverson. Yeah. yeah, the diverson. Uh, are our answers uh, suitable? Are they okay? Will we get in trouble? Yeah. And um. The sheer look of terror on their face tells me we might be in some trouble. Are you sure you weren't just brandishing the flogger again? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I'm always doing that. This was looking shocked and terrified compared to the baseline. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, first question the journalist asked was, I see you've put sexuality on a binary line. In what way are some sexualities more or less diverse than others and which are the most diverse i had an answer for that but um apparently no 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 it's it's apparently not pc to start listing that a uh, lesbian is 2.5 times more diverse than gay apparently that's a bit taboo uh so i i, I you know uh, I, I look at the next one again they then ask a similar question, but like uh, right, right. about uh disability and apparently once again apparently it's a big no-no to have a ranking of which disability is more diverse than which other disability. Apparently, Eye apparently patch. they don't like that. Eye patch, peg, leg, hook, hand, wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. Wheelchair with hook, hand. 
That goes like slightly off the graph. That like extends out a bit. Well, that means we're more diverse, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. But I think the biggest problem one that like I thought was fine is they asked if anyone diverse worked on the algorithm and my answer was going to be, no, of course not. Why would we need that? It's an algorithm. It'll work itself out and definitely won't turn racist on its own based on unconscious bias and input. Apparently that is not the answer they're looking for. No, I'm sure I'm sure you're correct. You, because you are a fucking genius. I mean, I am a fucking genius. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just... I, I, who cares what an intern says? I'm hidden publish. Exactly. You are a fucking genius. Oh, oh, oh the no. press are already responding. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I was not a fucking genius on this day. So... <gasps> I think people want to know what you put in your ears this week. <laughs> what I put in my ears, and also technically, I guess, my eyes, but my ears. So there's two things, both of which are My Chemical Romance related, and I'll do them in order, but uh, My Chemical Romance released their first new music in uh, eight years since we had new music, but that was only like a bonus track that was cut from a cancelled album that was released on like a... Uh, a re-released, like, best of al uh, album. It's been, like, 11 years since they've gone, here is new music that we have actually written and intended to release at the time we released it. Mm. Um, but, like, at the very least, lo first new music in eight years. And then I went and saw them play at the Eden, the Eden Project in, uh, in Cornwall, at the first UK show in, oh, I think, nine years? Because I think, I think they played Reading and Leeds... In 2013, it might have been. Was that the... the year they got bottled off stage? No, this was when they came back and did a really good show and really won the crowd over. Um, but like, yeah, they haven't played in the UK in so long. They haven't played anywhere in like a decade. Uh, other than like that one Shrine Reunion show two years ago. And I got to be at their first show back. And Hell their yeah. first UK show in God knows how long. And... Uh, yes, so very excited. I'm just going to waffle words. Uh, before I get to the show, I'll go back. Found, uh, the Foundations of Decay, new song. It's like a six minute long track that is uh, very unlike anything that like the band has done before. It feels more metal um, than emo. Yeah, like weirdly the closest comparison I have to it is some of the stuff that Jared Way did solo-wise that wasn't on the he Hesitant Aliens album. Mm. Like there was a while where he was just releasing random singles every now and then, and there's two in particular that really this reminds me of. Um... Hazy Shade of Winter and Getting Down the Germs, in that they're both, like, kind of distorted, a little bit inspired by, like, they've got, like, a bit of an 80s synth underpinning to them. Everything's, like, a little distorted and faded and in the distance and lyrically sort of about decay. Um, but their guitar stuff, when it really kicks in, feels a lot more like... If anything, MCR, it's, like, some of the stuff on I Gave You My Bullets, but, like, it definitely feels more like like a late 90s metal band energy mm. at points. Um, and I know the track's been really polarising, particularly the mix. The vocals are very low in the mix. Um, I am of the opinion that, like, I would not want this for every song if they make future music, but I think for this one very specific song and its lyrical content about um, fading away, decaying, like, fading away from from prominence and the eventual sort of call to action at the end of no don't do that get up coward don't give in and you know l let yourself fade away 
I think it makes sense, and I think it is tonally significant, but I can understand why people don't like it, and it definitely took some growing on me, and I liked it more once I sat with the lyrics open and listened to it with the lyrics and was like, I know the lyrics well enough to follow along now with the uh, where where the vocals are in the mix. Um, it's a six minute long track with like a like a full on like metal metal track breakdown at the end. Like it gets real heavy on those yeah. guitars. It chug it, chug. It gets to a point where it's like this is clearly paced so that people can be like head banging with their full bodies in the crowd, like having a real fucking punch up in the air. Um, there's some real heavy growls and screams on that. Like, Gerard's clearly been working on his scream tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it seems like it is a track that is very deliberately about the band trying to give a bit of a thesis statement about coming back after so long. Um, a lot of the verses are very specifically about like uh, looking back on their past fame and success, but also the struggles that came along with that, the uh, mental health toll that being in the limelight took, the mental health toll that trying to constantly one-up themselves and keep up with the peaks of success that they'd previously had was not good for them. Mm. Um, there's a verse that talks like very directly about like the band starting because of how you know Gerard was affected by watching the World Trade Centers fall and specifically talks about like we made this band because of this huge event that really impacted us, but still we let this band just fade away and stop working, and, like, the complicated feelings about not keeping alive something that was a direct response to something so meaningful. Mm. And, like, as it breaks down, it deals a lot with... um, It it seems a lot like it's talking about um, fear of ruining your legacy... Uh, which I think, like, when you're a band that has had, like, four albums and at least the final three of those are, like, masterpiece, 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 everyone is very, like, you fucking nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, being, like, if we just let the band fade away and don't come back to it, um, it, its image will forever be that we band ended that was, on a high. yeah, it's that band that was a masterpiece that, like, never... Their quality, the the material never decayed in quality. They didn't keep um, going long enough to fall. To yeah, um, like there's there's a really beautiful bit of lyricism in there that I I absolutely love, uh, which is um, take his body as a relic to be canonized, so he gets to die a saint. Like it's it's very, like, let my image be perfectly. The, it was perfect and never fucked up. And by the end, it's very, like, it's much easier for me to lay in these foundations of decay, to sit here in this, everything has faded away, and I don't have to risk anything. And then it ends with, get up, coward. And I'm like, I like that a lot. I like that it's a track that feels like it's not desperately trying to be a big radio-friendly hit that can be the, hey, we're back, and we're the biggest thing in the world again. Like, the fact that they came back after eight years and didn't have a music video, I think is like, we're not trying to have this be uh, na-na-na for this comeback. We're not trying to have that moment. We've made new music, and if you like it, that's great, and if you don't, that's fine, and we're not gonna be afraid to make new music. 
just because it might not be the big, huge, worldwide success that it once was. And I really like it as a mm. piece of music. I like I like the visualizer. It um, confused me most of the way through. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be flies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of flies crawling like, around. It's it's not shot. It's a visualizer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a it's and it's a nice eff- it's a neat effect. Yeah, I <sighs> gave me real the ring vibes. Yeah, the the comparison I keep making wanting to make t- about this track to a piece of media I really recently experienced is it reminds me of like. The ending narratively of the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, and some of where that game seemed to land on the epilogue section. Yeah, the the epilogue section and its ruminations about the nature of making more content for a thing that people loved years ago. Mm. It feels like it has very similar conclusions about very similar source material, Mm. and I think that's neat. Mm -hmm. Um. But yes, then I went and saw I went and saw them play. Uh, I'm gonna see them like three more times this week. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, at the moment when we record this, I've seen them once. Um, the set list uh, was real good. Um, it looks it. Yeah. So I'll I'll rattle through what they played uh, during that first set. Uh, the Foundations of Decay, Helena, Give 'em Hell Kid, Make Room, Summertime, Bulletproof Heart. Uh, this is how. Uh, how I Disappear, uh, They Never Tell You What They Do To Guys Like Us In Prison, Na Na Na, Famous Last Words, Surrender The Night, Teenagers, uh, They Skipped Over I Don't Love You For Time, but then they did Destroyer, Our Lady Of Sorrows, Vampire Money, Thank You For The Venom, Mama, Black Parade, Sleep, Boy Division, I'm Not Okay, and The Kids Of Yesterday. Hell yeah. All just like fucking back to back, no stops, it was real fucking intense. Oh, hell no fella. Yeah, once once you get past that, like, you get, like, four songs at the start that are pretty heavy, you've got your little break of Summertime and Bulletproof Heart, and then the rest of it's just go, 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 go. <laughs> um, that band have still really got their stage presence. They really know how to fill the stage. They You're saying, to... if anything, they've grown a bit by the fact that Frank's had a solo career. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about this to you on the walk home. Um, Yeah, because Frank Ayer is, like, Probably more more so even than Gerard, like really being solo touring, putting out new solo material where he's been the front man in the time the band's been away. He's come back with a real confidence, both performing as a bit of a showman on stage and vocally. And clearly they used him a lot more in the mix to like have more of a role in the the supporting vocals. Uh, his mic is a lot higher in the mix, which... Uh, from what I can tell, a lot of people were clamouring for, and I think a lot of people who found, who got into the band because of his solo career, were like, I want to make sure I can hear him when he sings. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I'm glad that he's now, his mic got turned up a bit. Um, it it was a really interesting show. I've got so many things to say about it. Um, first of all, Gerard's um, energy on stage uh, best described as like '90s grunge singer, like very specifically. I kept getting like Kurt Cobain or like I forget the name of the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, but very similar energy. Um, of that sort of head, head uh yeah, head head down, fringe over face, like yeah, head yeah. bang that never comes up high enough for the hair to not be hanging over the mm-hmm. face. Um, so like 
grunge headbang energy. Lots of growling. But like, yeah, but like a Kurt Cobain type that can't can't hold himself back from occasionally being a silly theatre nerd that's like, <laughs> I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a zombie for a second on stage. Right, back to back to serious headbangs. <laughs> it was it was a really fun mix. Yeah. Um it the whole band seemed to be playing everything a bit faster than usual, a bit more up energy, a little bit more frantically. Um, everything was being played a little lower and heavier. Like, a lot of the songs were, like, rather than played in standard, were moved down into drop D, which just gives them a bit more of a metal sound. Um, some of the tracks were even, like, a little, a little reorchestrated or rearranged in the mix. I think to give the whole night more of a consistent tone mm. in that, like, they opened with Foundations of Decay, which is obviously, like, one of the heavier songs they've done in that regard. And it felt like they tried to pick songs to go on the set list that fit that tone and theme, mm. but also the ones that didn't necessarily fit the tone and theme sort of make them fit the tone and theme. Like, particularly Welcome to the Black Parade sticks in mind as... um they really lowered the piano in the mix, uh, echoed it out, intensified the drums, intensified the guitar, like, really sort of changed the energy of a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I really liked it. it. It was still familiar enough to be, like, you could 100% sing along with it as usual and be fine, but it was like, there's something just a little, a little different going on. Um, they played a bunch of stuff off conventional weapons, which is always really nice, um, including a few tracks that, like, have either never been played before, like, worldwide live, or have never been played in the UK. They played Surrender the Night, which they've never played live before, and it's one of my favourite songs they've ever done, and I am so happy. Um, Foundations of Decay is, uh, I would argue a much better song live than its, its recording. It is a song that really benefits from the specific mix of, like, stadium speakers. Like, it is a song built for a good set of stadium speakers. Um, but yeah, it was just a real intense go, 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 of an MCR set. I've seen some people, like, confused about them ending on The Kids of Yesterday and going, oh, that's a weird choice to end on. I'm like, I really don't think it is. I feel like, of all their songs, it feels like the most... And, ah, oh, have a nice catharsis that they're back. Mm. Like, it is a song that is, like, thematically it fits with, like, opening with uh, Foundations of Decay. Like, The Kids of Yesterday is about your legacy and your relationship to it and trying to keep doing things and keep doing things that you can be proud to be remembered for. Mm. And, like, it felt like a really nice end and a really nice way to sort of mellow out the end of the, the encore. I'm a big fan of it. I don't know why so many people didn't vibe with it as an ending, but like, yeah, I, I've seen My Chemical Romance play live a lot of times over the years, and this is real up there in like best shows I've been to of theirs. The crowd was so nice. They didn't surge forward. Yeah. Like, not only like did they not surge forward, like, I had space around me. I wasn't in physical contact with any of the people around me, despite being right near the front, right near the barrier. No one was wedging, trying to elbow, like, past me and get in front of me and take my spot. It was a really lovely crowd. And it was a really nice venue. And I had a lovely time. Yay. 
There you go. I saw my Chemical Romance and um, expect another of these next week when I have seen them three more times. Assuming you have any voice left. I largely say, I will probably say largely the same things because there's every chance I will see the same set list I saw last night three more times unchanged and go, I continue to enjoy it. Unless they decide to play a new album start to finish. I mean, we'll see how Thursday goes. I still have my <laughs> I still have my feelings about Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Thursday goes. <laughs> Look, I, I called that new music was coming and I maintain that Thursday seems like the day for a weird out of nowhere drop. I make you right, but we shall see. What have you listened to this week? Uh, I re-listened to a bunch of Quirpline. Yeah, which is uh, loading ready runs. Um, started as a like a just a fun improv thing that they did on uh, Desert Bus for Hope, which is their annual. We will play the Desert Bus game from that awful Palantella Sega Saturn yeah. game collection. You make a car just not slowly drift off a road. You you drive a bus to, from Nevada to um, like. Is it from Las Vegas to, to somewhere? Yeah, whatever it is, it's a f- you do the full journey in real time and you're just nudging the controls to not drift off the road. Yeah, because it lists slightly to either side. Yeah. And you have to constantly make cons- course corrections. And I think at minimum, it's 138 hours straight driving. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And they do that every year for, for charity to raise money. And one of the things they did was was Quirpline, which became a podcast. It's been away for a while, but it might come back now that the pandemic's over. We shall Ooh. see. Oh well, I'm saying now the pandemic's over. It's fucking not. No, but once the n- world has, now the world has decided the pandemic's over. Yeah, and I think Canada's been better than the UK and possibly the US. That wouldn't Apart surprise from all me. those protests. Wouldn't surprise me. Canada generally seems a bit better. Yeah, a bunch of countries have have dealt with it better and therefore yeah. have reason to to slightly relax things. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, we maybe we will get more of that. So it's it's always just a fun little. It reminds me why Snow Monkey Radio was never as funny as it could be because there are funnier people out there than me. But who knows? Um... It's another one of those things where I listen to it's a comedy radio show thing or it's a weird radio show thing and go, yeah, I can understand why it's not. But yeah, um, yes, it's it's good and funny and worth a lesson because yeah. it's all available on YouTube, including the live sessions. Um, but listen to Dice Funk, I am... I swear I'm getting closer to the end of season seven. Yeah. How many episodes into season eight are you now? Uh, like 20, I think. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'll never catch up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I make lots of content. It's okay. <laughs> I'll slow down. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's my fault. I just... Yeah, I really got behind on seven and just have never managed I've... to catch up. I've been like that with a lot of podcasts. I forgot... The pandemic... Threw me behind on podcasts. Yeah, I did. I wasn't traveling, and I lost my routine. That was the thing. Like, yeah. um, it was a it was a big travel thing for a really long yeah. time. Or, like, even like the walk to and from work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I'm nearly there. Um, you 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 you've entered the dream village. Ah, uh, um, yeah. You're, you're getting everyone to renounce their wishes. And, <laughs> Um. Uh. You. You. You pull the plow. 
You weren't happy about it. Ooh. Oh, oh, I had feelings about pulling that plow. Well, you know, horse issues <laughs> while being a unicorn. Um, yeah, it's 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 a gentler series than some of the other have been. Others have been. Which is a funny thing to say, considering like that the middle of that season for a second. I, well, I feel like <laughs> five and six were really quite bombastic a lot of the time. Yeah, and I think by nature of being like a, a just a villagey situation, yeah. a lot of that is it's it's way calmer. It it felt like going back to season three in some ways, mm. in terms of like pull back the setting a little and keep it a bit more intimate. Yeah, and less world-shattering as well. Yeah. Some sometimes a person in your community is the world-shattering event rather than yeah. the, the world, world itself. The world apart. itself, literally. That shattering. being said, the dream thing, the, the dream thing going on right now, it could have oh, some yeah. some shattering event absolutely occurrences. Indeed, but also I think the the big cast change. Like changed the whole vibe as well. Yeah, all, that was always a big, does. big turnover. Um, yeah, especially by the time um, uh, the genius left. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, still good. Mm. Um, just different, and um, I will get to season eight eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? You haven't listened to anything else. You uh, haven't listened to anything else. Grammars, I've listened. I've listened to The Foundations of Decay so many times already. I know. It's, it's only been out five, like, full-length days. It's been out about five days exactly, and I would hazard to guess many hundreds of listens already. I'd say you'd listened to it about 15 times by the time I went to bed the night it was released. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you were like, I'm really sorry, I'm just going to... Just keep listening. Just keep listening, my darling. Thank you for reassuring me at the time. I was like, hello, there's you for Kim Karama's music. I'm very excited. I've come to happy flap at you. Anyway, I need to go lie down in the dark with headphones on. Is that okay? Absolutely fine. Cool. <laughs> ah. I love you. I'm glad you're getting the thing you like. Yay. Yay. Well then. <gasps> time for this. Right, welcome everyone. We are... Opening support at Let me hear you make some noise. Woo. I can't hear you. Ah, oh, there we go. You definitely nearly blew my eardrums out there. Right. I know that you don't know many of the songs we've been playing tonight. I've never but, heard of you before. But I'm pretty certain you all know this one. Sing along, because you all know the words. Uh, here we go, here we go, idiot. Here we go, here we go, yeah. Um, You're not singing along. Turn on the words. But also everyone else has gone to the bar, apparently. No, uh, no, this is the biggest the crowd's ever going to get. They're all here. I mean, it's probably the fattest this crowd's ever going to get, but um, I'm glad to accept that about myself. Um, Keep going, you were good. Um, what if I just play a cover of the band that's going to be on next? Oh, come on, do your thing! Woo! Uh, yeah. yeah! Good day, isn't it? Oh, it's real nice out today. Oh, yeah, look at that! Yeah! Like, it, it's like weirdly great today. Yeah. 
Ah, I fixed it. You, you fixed what? Everything. Well, everything that I'm aware of. What? What do you mean you fixed? What do you mean you fixed everything? I, I'm going to need you to elaborate. So, you know, life never comes with instructions. Yeah. Had you ever considered that the reason for that is that you just never found the menu? Oh! Huh! Discovered the menu for life. Okay, okay. Futzed about with some of the options. Um, this seems like really important, the specifics could be really important. What did you futz about with? Well, I took the, um, turn the heat down for a start. Yeah, that's probably a good start. Heat turned down. Things seem to be a bit, bit, bit calmer there. Put the bigotry all the way off. Ooh. Uh, just the... Uh, I might have turned the, the the saturation up just a little bit. Oh, that's why the field's looking so inviting today. It's very lush, right? Yeah. Bigotry all the way off. Economic settings, dead centre. Oh. Huh. Dead centre. No more economic disparity. Just foots the slider. It had gone way up there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to jam economy that high, right? I don't know how it got that high. Maybe it's got Joy-Con drift or something. <laughs> Fudged it back to the middle. So it. Well, we'll glue a bit of plastic in so it can't drift that way again. Also, because I have the audio processing issues, turn on subtitles. Oh shit! I hadn't looked down today. Yeah. Huh? yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Also, really handy in the event that you meet someone who speaks a different language. They're subtitled. I think I could like this. Right? Yeah. It's good that. Don't know. Don't, don't know why why that wasn't made public earlier. I mean, there's a lot of people who would uh, not have changed the settings the way you did, and that's probably why. Ah, well, I've changed the. Par- I've put a parental lock on them now, so um, they're going to be much harder to mess with that oh. uh, that that economy. Hell yeah. I could put cheats on unlo- unlock unlimited cake. <gasps> I was going to say big head mode, but that's a much better idea. <laughs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Uh, you know, it's a bit warm, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, summer's, summer's arriving. You'll start needing a fan on soon. Well, I tried that today and the fan's broken, so I'm going to have to get a new fan. Oh, no, that is a bad start. At least at least before it gets too much worse, you know, at least. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, yeah. You, you've been up to much? Oh, you know, I've been, uh, been keeping an eye on some protest stuff that's been going on recently. I uh, was watching some people doing some uh, counter-protesting of some shitty right-wing types. Yeah, uh, good work on them. Yeah, good work indeed. Good work indeed. But uh, it sort of brought up a, a discussion topic I've been thinking about again recently that I see come up every now and then. It's yeah. uh, some of the things that are a bit important if you're gonna if you're gonna go counter protest events from right wing groups specifically, because uh, a lot of them are real good at uh, finding any opportunity they can to spin themselves as victims. And uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's it's really important to be very cognizant of your actions when counter-protesting and to not do anything that might feel good in the moment but will give ammunition to a side that is looking for evidence that they're oppressed yeah but you know also 
they will spend all day taking footage and then you will see oh, maybe yeah. may, maybe 30 seconds of that footage uh, hastily cut together and uh, making, uh, you know, the uh, counter-protesters look bad in some way. I mean, we, we yeah. had footage today of, of someone who'd been pushed over a wall and then their friend had gone to protect them yeah. and was then promptly assaulted by someone. Yeah. And uh, it was that is being spun by yeah. one side as... Uh, uh, an assault on on the person who was sitting down and not the person who was standing up trying to protect their friend who'd been pushed over a wall. Exactly. And like eventually we did get footage that showed the full event. But that is why it is so important to like... Uh, a big bit of advice I would always give is make sure that you go at least in a group of two if you're going to count the protest and that someone in your group is constantly filming any interactions you have and yeah. constantly rolling. Because the last thing you want is something like that goes down where you are in the right and you are doing the right thing to be cut and edited in such a way that you are made to look like an uh, unprompted uh, villain and that you don't have evidence to go, they have deliberately misleadingly shown this, here is what happened, they are trying to spin it. Yeah, I mean, you certainly do need that evidence. At the same time, they are always going to find a way to make you look bad and they are always going to uh, that that story their story of of you being yeah. the, the dangerous one is going to get around the world before you've well, got your shoes exactly on. and this is why i didn't start with saying make sure you film all your interactions i put that behind you know be aware of the fact that anything you do could be used for spin yeah is the first and foremost thing because like the best way to avoid getting spun in a shitty way like that is to ultimately not do anything that could be spun and to be very cognizant of your actions as a counter-protester, like, you have to go in knowing that you are the kind of person that can be very careful about how you act. But, like... Yeah, I mean, essentially, you have to yeah. be like the Queen's Guard and just basically stand there and not do anything it, while exactly. also being a presence. Um, yeah. Is the only way you will will ultimately be seen not to be an aggressor in that action? Um, because, obviously, you, if you're trying to keep your an anonymity, then, you know, you are always going to be seen as, as someone who is, um, you know, slightly more sinister. You yeah, know, like, you're hiding they, your identity, you know, we're here in the open, etc. Et I'd like to live my life and, and not get harassed and doxxed and yeah. whatever else. Uh, yes. Because fucking nothing happens to bigots, you yeah. know. Uh, but they'll say they've been doxxed and this and that and the other, and it's like... Oh, you live in a very public place, and 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 you live in a castle that is a tourist hotspot that buses go to, and and, and is on Wiki has its own Wikipedia page. Exactly, saying, "Hey, this is the castle you live in." Yeah, you know, and oh no, I've been doxxed. This is terrible. This is what the left wing do. You know, yeah. we do we do need direct action. We do need people to stand up and do these things, and they are very much appreciated for people who can do stuff like that. Well, uh, uh, I'm definitely not going to blame anyone for, uh, you know, um, standing up and doing that. But that's that's the thing. Is it's like, however you, you do it. Be, make, if you are yeah. going to join that sort of thing, you uh, will, you know, you're going to have to yeah. be aware that you, they are always out to fuck you, you over. Yeah, you've got to know that you are the right person to do that because not everyone is built for that kind of counter protesting and not just giving, like, giving a free win to them. Oh, yeah. And if you do decide to go, get fucking everything on film. Because their blood are going to be doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. L luckily, it was. I believe it was one of the protests that had uh, independent um, witnesses yeah. there, so statements can be taken and, and reports can be given. But and and hopefully, none of those people exactly. are, are, are 
of either side, really. Because yeah. the point is that they are, you know, independent. Yeah. Yeah. And just reporting on, on what has happened. But um, if nothing else, it's nice to see that, for now at least, protest and counter-protest is still being permitted in yeah. limited amounts. I am concerned where that's going to be by summer, considering, you know, there is a lot to protest right now. There is a lot to protest indeed. Uh, hug, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Ah, good hug, mate. Good hug. Oh, gonna have a lie down, I think. I think I'm gonna go and have a cold bath. Oh, lovely. Nice. So, book. <gasps> book. What, 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 what? Who's got a book? What's a we book? Got a book? Tell us about we got a, book. a book. We did a book. It's uh, it's called Who Hunts the Whale. It's it's about what it's like to work at Supremacy Software. Uh, written by someone who is a PA for the for the execs that we have to. They have names. You can find them out in the book. Uh, you can read a early version of the first chapter of the book mm. over on Unbound. Rude. Fucking rude. <laughs> the police don't want you to know. <laughs> Unbound.com slash book slash whale. Are you suggesting the police wouldn't want you to know about a piece of literature with anti-authority sentiments in it? What? That, su that, that suggests that maybe people in power aren't always good. What? Why would the police not want you to read that? Is that what the book's about? I mean, <laughs> it's about fiction and it's video games yeah. and nothing else. And nothing bad happens in video games, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the shooty bang bangs. Uh, yeah, you can, you can, you can pledge for that. You can get all the special bits. You can get updates about where we are with it. Yeah, you can find out about the uh, the cover design soon, which I don't know exactly when we'll be able to share that. But we but... can tell there is excitement. Yeah, and we know what's happening, but we haven't seen the end result. And I'm excited about the yes. thing. So, yes, I, when, yeah. when I heard about the artist, I was quite excited because yeah. I've seen some of their work. I'm, and... I'm, I'm hoping the cover design is going to end up being like one of the coolest things we can show off and be like, look at this, share it, it's going to be so cool. Do it. Ah, uh, we got so many updates to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we'll, we'll hopefully have the the thing booked back for our, our final <gasps> draft soon. Soon, I'm very excited. Anyway, what about you? Tell us about Monsters of the Dysphoria Variety. Uh, Dysphoria Monster. It's a children's book. I've talked about. Uh, That's not what it's called. Pardon? That's not what it's what called. What do I call it? Dysphoria Monster. Me and my Dysphoria Monster. It's been a long week. I'm I very know, tired. but I'm you talked about the fact that it needed to be searchable. So I know, I, I know. Sure Me and my Dysphoria it. Monster, it comes out on August 18th, 2022. That's almost exactly three months away oh, uh, when we record this. Uh, almost to the day. Me and my Dysphoria Monster, August 18th. Uh, I'm at Laura K. Buzz everywhere else. Where are you, Jane? <laughs> Streamerlinks.com slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find links to my t-shirt designs. Look out, I have new ideas for t-shirt designs. Mm. Um, they will be coming soon. Hopefully, uh, I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. You can help justify my entire existence and the fact that I'm always tired. Um, yeah. Over at Patreon.com slash StonedMonkeyRadio. As little as a dollar a month really helps. Please help. Um... I think that's everything, Laura. Yawn us out, please, darling. <laughs> Until next time, be a stranger.
I'll tuck you into bed now. <laughs>